Is your business looking to get involved in the community? The Aspley Hornets Footy Club is currently in the middle of its sponsorship drive. Back Yourself Fitness has been an ongoing sponsor of the club and will continue through 2020. It's a very rewarding process that gives back to a footy at a grassroots level, helping getting junior players through their representative years. Get around the Aspley Hornets and if you have any questions, get in contact with the club and ask to speak to Matt about sponsorship packages. As season one of the Back Yourself podcast comes to an end, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who's downloaded our episodes and had a listen. We really appreciate it. If there are any guests you would like me to talk to or any different topics you would like me to talk about, please get in contact with us via our social media. Season two of the Back Yourself podcast will be back in 2020. Hey guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to another episode of the Back Yourself Podcast. Um, This is our second last episode of the year until we hang up the mics and headphones and have a little break, come back in 2020 and we hit it all again with all new guests and new topics. Um, If you haven't already, jump back and have a listen to the previous episode when I had a chat chat to Craig from Blueprint Health and Fitness, that is the private um, PT studio and boot camp facility in the CBD. Uh, It was very interesting for me because obviously I am in the suburbs and hearing his way of working and thinking because he is more inner city. It was just that the little nuances that were different. It was interesting to hear. Uh, But yeah, go back and have a listen to the previous episode. Moving on to today's episode. So, so far on the podcast, I've had other trainers and I had Stephen from Praxis Physio on. Um, and today we've got a, another another um, health professional in the building. Um, we're moving into the remedial massage and remedial therapy territory. So I've got Bowie from Retune Massage. Mate, how you doing? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, no worries. It was... Uh... Yeah, I was, uh, when you approached me, I was like, yeah, that would be a cool thing to give a go and see see how it is, see how these nerves settle down. Ah, uh, yes. mate, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right, so like I was saying to you before we begin, yep. um, before we began, yep. I've got 10 questions that we start off the podcast with. Cool. Get you thinking a little bit, nothing crazy, nothing exactly. too deep. Yep. Um, let's see what happens, hey? All right, easy. Cool. Far away. Question number one, what is the most common injury slash complaint that you deal with? Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, look, lower back's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not, it really goes in phases as well. It sort of um, keeps you on your toes. I might sometimes get a bit of lower back for you know a couple of months where everyone's coming in, they cook their back, they cook their back. Then you get knees, and then you get shoulders. So pretty much those big you know functioning joints that are pretty much dominant with all you know, muscle attachments. So, but shoulders and backs are probably the biggest yep. that we really deal with. Um, question number two, if yep. you could only watch one sport for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh. Hey. That's a big one. Um, oh, I'd have to stick with NRL. Yep, NRL. Go fast NRL. I'm massive into NHL at the moment. Okay. So right into the hockey, but um, yeah, I couldn't give up NRL, I don't think. Yeah, are you yeah. across all sports or are you, or are you like, that's my jam? Um. Australian sports, I'm like that's my jam. So yep. NRL, um, I won't won't touch soccer, I won't touch um, AFL. Yeah, like I follow on, but I don't, I don't, I'll never watch. Just sit down and watch a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot of NRL and um, 
Yeah, at the moment, it's a lot of hockey. Yep. Because hockey season's hectic, you know. You're watching three or four games a day sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm the same with uh, NBA. Yeah, so, really? I'm yeah. a basketball guy. Yeah. And with Fox, it's like, yes, I will watch yeah. two, two, four <laughs> yeah. games back yeah. to back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, got, I just down, I got that KO. So, it's like... Oh, yeah. Freaking NBL games, NBA games everywhere. So, yep. I watch the NBL, but I'm not really in the NBA. We, we went to the States a couple of years ago, mm. and we just... Um, we went and watched... Golden State. Yeah, okay. And I was like, I wasn't overly keen to go, but when when you're there, the atmosphere is amazing. Yep. It was really well done, and obviously everyone's screaming MVP for Steph Curry at yep. that time. So that was yeah, 2015. So oh man, he was yeah, he was on fire at that time. Yeah, so right. it was cool, but yeah, it's just never been my my massive yep. following. So yeah, yeah cool. NRL. Good. Who's your team? <sighs> Gold Coast Titans. Hey, hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, brother. So, yeah, pretty much. Oh, there's a few people coming out of the woodwork lately that are like, yeah, I'll follow them. But, yeah, I've been a member for four years now, so... Yep. Live nowhere near the coast, but... Yep. I just can't come to... I, I'm always an underdog sort of person, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. going for the Bronx is like, oh... It's a bit of a cop out. No, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm only kidding. They're, yeah. they're obviously awesome, so I, I just chose a team that's struggling i like to see them grow yeah so, cool yeah and it's on this side of the border so who cares mate yeah exactly that's the thing can't go for anyone down south correct that's, uh, that's evil <laughs> question number three how many coffees a day do you have uh i really try and stick to one yeah um whether or not it's oh, of late it's been cappuccinos love that but um yeah I usually try and stick to one either one black or or one or two so one black and then one one milky one so yep but yeah, I don't generally. I won't have them later than like two o'clock or something. Like yeah, because I can't sleep. Start flirting with it. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like up till eleven o'clock, and you're like, oh, this is terrible. Mm, I regret that two o'clock <laughs> coffee. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, question number four: How much time do you dedicate to mobility, flexibility, and rehab? Um, me going into it um, generally before running. So I'm running probably about two or three times a week at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely generally try and f- switch on my glutes. Um, that's a big issue for me. I feel so, you. Yeah. <laughs> so if I don't do that, I'll get a little lower back pain. So, um, yeah, I'll do generally before a run. So I'll probably do 10, 15 minutes there. And I, I, I might, well, some mornings, depending on how, how busy I am, I'll, I'll generally get up and do a bit of stretching, mm-hmm. um, a few 90s, a few just hip mobility stuff, really work around that. Because I find now working over the table, you know, eight hours a day, the hamstrings are really blown out. And hamstrings were never an issue. Like, I've always been a hip flexor dominant sort of yep. person. And so I'm just working on, on some imbalances there just yeah. to keep things solid. And obviously, core strength is a big thing for me. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Because if, if you're um, trying to activate your glutes, so are you a, a dominant hip flexor tight hips? Yeah, so I'm full anterior tilt. Yep. So I sort of, I usually explain it to people. It's a bit more how females sit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more dominant like that. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll be hip, hip flexors, so psoas, iliacus, rec fam, those sorts of guys that really, really dominant. And then obviously that generally, then your core can't activate and glutes can't really fire yep. too well. So I, I, I usually have to work on those yep. those three things really all the time. Yeah. Um, and then just a few imbalances from surgeries and stuff that I need to work on as well. Imbalances. <laughs> they make the world go round, bro. Um, uh, who's yeah. harder to deal with? A normal person, normal, yep. a gym junkie, or an athlete? Um, 
it, it really comes down to mindset, I think. If the person wants to get better. I think the, the problem with athletes is that they feel better, so they just go and rip and tear. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they know what they could have done previously, and they just go straight back to it. That's the biggest thing, I think, instead of building into it, because I think it's about 80%. You pretty much recover 80%, and then after that, you've still got recovery zone that's pain-free, but you still got to build in that area. So a lot of people just go, I'm feeling fine, I'll, I'll go rip and tear. So I think athletes are probably the most difficult in a sense. Yep. But then your general general pop, I guess, is hard because they just generally don't want to put the work in. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. So you, you, you win and lose on both sides, I think. Yep. You know, it's, but yeah. But you said it, mindset. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. It's it's whether or not they do want to get healthy or they don't. That's that's the biggest thing. So yep. um, some people actually prefer to have, as, as crazy as it is, they want to know that they've got something wrong with them. That's why they can't do things. So Isn't yeah. that little crutch? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really interesting the way that really, I guess... Again, yeah, just mindset. How yeah. that how that that can really change a person's outlook on on injuries and and life in general, I guess. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, question number six: What time does your day start? Oh, I don't I don't want to say that. No, <laughs> no, it's um I'll pretty much get up at seven. Yeah. So six thirty seven is pretty much when I get going. Um, first client between eight thirty and nine. So and then I'm pretty much right through till seven. Yep. So, so do you, like split shift or like back to back kind of thing? Uh, so depends. Yeah, different days. So I've yep. set it up. So this year I've really set it up differently because um, I was sort of sitting around 30, 35 to 40 hour clients a week, which this year I figured out I'm going to burn out. So I've cut it back and I do have a couple of split shift days there, sort of that sort of thing. But like Fridays, I, I just want to. I'm, because I was a tradie, I want that early mark on a Friday. So I'll start at nine and finish at four thirty. Yep. You know, just straight through. Mm. Don't even have a lunch break on that day. And then, um, yeah, Wednesdays are pretty pretty full on. They're usually my big day where I'll do pretty much from eight thirty. Might have an hour break and then finish at seven. Do you so. do you ever feel like this is something I actually asked the massage lady that I saw this morning? Oh yeah. Um, do you ever feel the fatigue from a whole day of? working on people you know what i mean yeah so this year's been the big thing because for me everything has to be consistency um with everybody obviously from start of the day to the end of the day that's what i've got to got to continue to have the same thing and last year i think i was probably i was doing i was really aiming for eight eight client eight hour clients a day so that's eight hours on the table this year i've really tried to cut it back to six because i know once i get over that seven to eight, I'm just fatigued mentally. Um, when I was a carpenter, it was like, okay, I can sort of work through physically and just smash everything. I, I was, you know, I'd get home at the end of the day and you're fatigued, but you could still go and do stuff. Yeah. You know, you'd still go to the gym, those sorts of things. Whereas this is a complete men- mental fatigue mm. that really, that that's probably the biggest thing. Because I'm taught, I don't just, it's not a relaxation massage where I just put, whale music on in the corner and yeah, yeah, just yeah. let you just chill it's i'm talking to you i'm trying to figure out things the whole way through you know just and just trying to make the 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 session interesting so you know eight hours of talking to different people is talking and assessing at yeah, the same, and working yeah. at the same time yeah and, and it's with my remedial it is quite physical obviously people are coming to me because i'm a fairly hefty sized bloke so they want some pressure behind it as well so 
um, it's not as easy as a walk in the park. Yeah, unfortunately. yeah. And, yeah. and I, I purely, you know, we have an hour slot. So that you book an hour slot. So, but technically, I, I wouldn't really have you on the table less than 50 minutes. Yeah. So, it, you know, 50 minutes of massages can get pretty full on. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, last couple of questions in yep. this first little run. Yep. Um, what's something everyone can do to help with their mobility? Ooh. Um, see, it, it, it is a difficult one. I think I, I really like stretching, but then there's a, a, there's a massive part to it, which is strength. Yep. You know what I mean? Staying strong, um, is, is a big thing to it. So I guess something to help your mobility, um, is just set yourself sort of three things. I think I, I don't like to set clients any more than three. Everyone starts to forget. So yep. if you've got three things that you want to work on, I'd, I'd really put them down. Like whether or not it's stretching, whether or not it's a mobility actual actions, uh, you know, hip mobility, those sorts of things. I'd, I'd yeah, I'd, I'd pretty much say work on three different things mm-hmm. and focus on them for, you know, I think the studies have shown you gotta, you gotta be stretching for four to six weeks. Yeah, consistently. Gotcha. So that's how you move along with everything. You know, you got to you got to be staying on top of it daily and doing it for yeah four to six weeks. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, last couple on the first little run. Uh, all about yourself. So, mm-hmm. do you follow an exercise plan or you know specific breakdown in your training? No. Well, like at the moment, I'm I'm just running. I've got a lot of triathletes who work for. Uh, work for me bloody who i um treat so yep yeah i just um i get tips and hints off them really yeah okay so you know a lot of i guess fart look training those sorts of things interval training but within my running yeah um that's me at the moment i i've really stepped out of the gym just because i, I just don't find i don't know it, it's i've just lost the drive for it yeah i get to that point where i'm like okay why am i doing this yeah, so, yeah, yeah. whereas running that sort of stuff, that function ability is, is what I really want to sure. achieve, I guess, you know, balance work, those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, as long as I'm getting out and moving at least three to four times a week, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. And that's like, I'm the same. Mm. It's a oh, fuck. What am I doing today? Cool. Squats. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, so I'm doing a whole bunch, bunch of mobility slash Pilates moves at the moment to try and yeah. work on my range of movement and stuff. And that's yeah. good because it keeps me mentally switched on or yeah. boxing to keep me mentally switched on. Yeah. You know, swimming or running something different. It doesn't yeah. have to be bench day back day no whatever yeah exactly and that, that's why i've gotten out of those probably you know i guess 24 hour gyms or you know just the the weights rooms you mm. know i've i've got a good setup where i go down to a local boxing gym and i sort of help out down there doing stretches so i might hit a class there you know i'll probably haven't hit one in six months but you know i've got that ability and then i've got another one like fit stop i go down there and i sort of um do sessions within there um just to bring back that strength and obviously, they you know it's it's set up so it's a friggin' heavy session. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> You're blowing at the yeah, end, yeah. so I don't think you can ever really push yourself as hard. But yeah, yeah, that's that's where I just keep that running up in between, and I seem to find that it keeps my fitness about. Yeah, cool. Um, nutrition wise, do you yep. follow any plans, or is there any specific way that you try and eat, or? Um, oh, mate, I go through stages all the time. You know, I'll read something about something, or you know, not not I, I did not say anything about the game changer, but 
Yep. I watched that and I was like, oh, you know, it could be cool to introduce a day or two of, of less meat or mm. something like that. But everything I usually come back to is macros. Yep. I just go back to the breakdown that um, actually previous dude has been on here, Josiah, he taught me all of that sort of stuff. Mm. So, um, and I, it's so easy to eat what you want and still find that through from Monday to Friday, that's what I do pretty yep. much. So... Monday to Friday, and then I'm pretty loose on the weekends. So yeah. it's just, especially coming into the festive season, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um it's a it's a nice way to keep your weight maintained, I guess. For I'm sure. not really going to lose weight through this time, but yeah, um yeah, macros easy peasy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, last question in this first run: What form of therapy do you enjoy delivering the most? Um, hmm. Man, I, I just love it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy helping people is the biggest thing. So, um, you know, having someone come in who can't function their shoulder or they can't bend over to touch the toes because their back's cooked or and then they can walk out and they feel 100%. So, um, but realistically, I love like sort of like a myofascial release. So it's quite a heavy, um, you know, pulling the muscle away. So when I'm doing bodybuilders and that sort of stuff, you're working on trying to create a bit of size within the tissue. So, um, you know, you're pulling the lats off, you're pulling pecs away from from their from their um, attachment points. So um, that sort of stuff is really interesting because you get them off the table and it actually allows the muscle to fall out a little bit deeper and yep. that sort of stuff. And that's, that's what they're looking for, you know. So um, that side of stuff's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just to allow functional functional movement after someone gets off the table is, is a great yeah great outcome for sure yeah yeah sick mate there's the first 10 done done easy cleaned it yeah easy now i'm loose so i'm not nervous anymore so good excellent <laughs> so let's talk about retune itself yep so for everyone listening or everyone who's going to listen mm-hmm. what is retune massage so i started retune um because i was fed up you know i played rugby league for a long time played baseball that sort of stuff and never found anything that worked for me um, and not even to the point where I had an injury. It's just niggles. You know, you, you go somewhere, you have niggles, you have sore hips, you, you sore lower back, that sort of stuff. It's not that it's a, it's not always going to be some sort of injury. So I, um, I started the the company and just wanted to create change and make people understand that massage is more than a rub and tug. Yep. You know, so many people get that. You know. Oh. That's pretty much what everyone says to me whenever I'm a massage therapist, especially being a male. You yeah, know, yeah. like it's so so weird for people to understand. So I wanted to change people's perception of what massage can be mm. and try and create, um, I guess, uh, oh, something that improves mobility and it's not just about I guess strength and which you know you, you do get a lot of that sort of stuff in the industry or it's mm. just stretch or it's just this or it's just yep. that I try and integrate everything yeah cool yeah and that's it it's not it can't be especially with rehab or release or whatever whatever have you it can't be cookie cookie cutter yeah you know everyone's going to be different everyone's going to have a different genetic makeup or yep. like how their body works or body's held or yeah and and that's the biggest thing like you know someone's got a longer lever than someone else or you know you got someone who has a larger torso so you're like oh you got to squat like this or you got to you got to lift like this but like you said not everybody's a cookie cutter so if you're trying to put everybody into a different um group 
it sometimes doesn't work. And I find that with my work as well. Like as soon as I think, I think to myself, oh, you know, I know what's going on here. You're like, Mm-mm. Mm. no, it doesn't work. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's actually hasn't worked at all. Yeah, so yeah. you got to change your, your attack on things and change your understanding of things. So Yeah, and mm. that, like you said it yourself, I say to people that I train in a group environment, I'm like, yep. there's nothing in the laws of fitness that says this specific movement needs to be done this specific way. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. as long as you're safe and you are not in pain, yep. like, there's going to be differences between length of legs, length yep. of arms, you know, ability to maintain core positioning. There's, like, spine positioning, the yep. whole kit and caboodle. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel like you'd almost not be learning from every client, but... You do, even if it isn't, you know, even if it's not so much physically, like understanding them, you know, how their muscles work or understanding how their joint function is mentally, you know, talking to them, um, understanding that maybe it's not all about the physical, Physical, you know, so that's probably where that integration of talking to people for an hour, you're like, "Mm, is there something else going on here? You know, is that why, why you're functioning the way you are you know what i mean like your mm. lower back pain could be you know you, you might consider it could be coming from nutrition yeah. or something along those lines you, you might not be hydrating enough mm. and that's why you're getting um you know issues with shoulders and that sort of stuff because because things aren't repairing yeah you've got inflammation so there's those 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 sorts of things that you start to start to integrate into your treatment see that's the exciting interesting stuff yeah. like getting down to the like the nuts and bolts of things and oh it, and that's what i love about it like i guess i love because i've come from that carpentry background which is problem solving but it's never finished yeah the problem solving's never finished doesn't matter who you come across um and you can't that's what irritates me about the industry as well sometimes is that everybody's like what i do is amazing mm. oh, i'm 100 percent. this works do this you know, I'm never going to be the person that sits there and goes, I'm going to fix you mm. because you don't know. Like it could come back to a nutritional thing. It could come back to a mental thing. You know, if you're into that, it could come back to spiritual. But, um, you know, it, it works differently for everybody. You, if, know? you have to learn, learn from every session. Yeah. How's your body feeling? How are you moving? Can you like notice different bits and pieces? Mm. Like so many times I know when people come in, it's just autopilot. Yeah. It's like, pay attention to how you're feeling. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. going... Like, oh, how'd that feel? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. But <laughs> how did it feel? Like, what did you feel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why we use the pain scales and that sort of stuff, you know. Like, oh, is that 8 out of 10? Those sorts of things. Really talk back like that. And that's the whole point of me talking throughout the session mm. is because then you're going to feed back to me. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not just going to sit there and piss in my pocket, which yeah, exactly. I don't want to do to you either. Yeah, I'm not here to take your money. No. Like, we're here to make you better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I want people to understand that, you know, if I'm not, I, and I, I'm straight up with people, if I if there's something that's come in and I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, I'll say, I'll give it three goes. If there's absolutely no improvement in three goes, I'm sending you somewhere else. For sure. And, and that's just purely because I'm not there to take your money and I'm not there... I'm there to build trust, mm. really, and that's the whole thing. And if I'm not building trust or rapport with you, well, what's the point in you being with, with myself? Yeah, you know? for sure. So. Um, so what are the services that you guys do through Region? Well, a bit of everything, I guess. Um, so we do remedial um, remedial massage. So, you know, deep tissue, mm-hmm. trigger point. Yep. Trigger point's probably mostly what I work with. Um, but then we do the myofascial release as well. So um, that's something that I love. You know, I use... Um, 
I don't know if you know like the Graston of sort of stuff. So IS, it's a it's a scraping tool. Like oh Guasha. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I think it's the Chinese medicine version for it. So it's like that. So we, we use that. I use that for um pretty much anything over joints. Yeah, okay. Just to because there's obviously not much tissue there to, to massage. So that's generally when I'll use that, or I'll use it on my bodybuilders to create that that fascial release through the muscle. Yeah, I've so. seen a couple of videos of that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that looks really oh, cool. Like, I want yeah, to try it. Like, <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. I don't get too many people really ask for it. It's, it's more what I do for the bodybuilders. Yeah. Um, but then, so we also do cupping. Um, but I use my, my cupping as a myofascial cupping instead of, you know, a, I guess, Chinese medicine, traditional mm. cupping. Um, so I'll, I'll pretty much put the cups on and functionally move the arm yeah, to okay. create extra length within that joint. Mm-hmm. Um, or create more range of motion, I should say, not length. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to create more range of motion and, and, and take it through a functional yep. functional movement. And then um, Rachel, who works for me, she also does the dry needling. Yep. So um, nowhere near the level of what an acupuncturist would do, but mm. um, dry needling is pretty much going after the trigger points with a, with a needle. I love dry needling. Yeah. Love it. I- I'm probably going to go home to Sava and get her to do it to my forearms because they're cooking at the moment. Yep. But um, yeah, sh- I've got to be in the mood because yeah, okay. otherwise I'm like, I think nerves-wise or, you know, um, you know, central nervous system sort mm. of freaks out a little bit with yep. it and you can't, I can't get it done before I work. Yeah, like okay. My, I can't, then my function of my hands won't work. It's, yeah, okay. It's really weird, yeah. So it is pretty intense sometimes, but yeah. I, I love I love the um, the results you get from it. Yeah. I love, like, the reason I say I love dry needling, yeah. I enjoy, I find it interesting the way the body works in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, obviously, with my hips and glutes, mm-hmm. like, I've had all the gnarly points done yep. through my groin and, and, like, just feeling the pain radi- radiate. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. feeling the muscle release. And I was like, holy, what the Yeah, fuck? the twitching. Yeah. yeah. The spasms out and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, that stuff's cool. And that's... Um, that's the thing, like you said, the radiating pain, like, so with the trigger point therapy, that's, you know, I've got to explain to people when I get them in, it's not a bit, this isn't, um, you know, I'm not pushing on a nerve as such, you mm. know what I mean? You're not getting a, a referral pain from nerve here. It's just, just muscular referral pain, like mm. coming down the hands, fingers, especially through rotator cuff, people are like, oh, that was me this morning, brother. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, what the hell are you doing to me? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's one of those one of those fun things to hit on people and they just go, oh, what have you done? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I've covered everything there. Um, oh, I do some stretch therapy as well. So I'll do 45 minutes, you know, if someone's... Um, generally, the reason I started it was because people just don't stretch. For you sure. Know, they go straight out of class, they're not happy with, um, you know, and then they go and sit in the car or they go to work and sit for eight hours in a terribly functioned functional position yeah. so everything just then locks into that into that position so i do yeah a bit of bit of stretch therapy and it's a little bit nicer than obviously constantly being smashed yeah with remedial so yeah you know help out with the trigger points and that sort of stuff yeah the i try i really try and encourage um when i get i got the the trigger point balls mm. in the studio like yeah when people get on the balls it's like just like breathe your way through it yeah. and like pay attention to what's going on and don't like hold Tense tight. Yeah. You've got to try and relax and it sounds silly, and, but... And that's even the thing with your therapist. You know what I mean? You've got to be... Your therapist isn't there to just completely flog you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same as j- jumping on a foam roller. Yes, the therapist might be able to do more to you because I think it's that sort of thing where you don't you don't want to show pain to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> but... 
like if you're going to the point where you're tensing against your your therapist and they're sort of adversely reacting with mm. you, you know what I mean? You're not you're not really um, creating a great change for yeah. them. Wouldn't it be two lots of tension working against each Pretty other? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. You're tensing against it, so you're not really allowing that to to free up. So it's yeah. the same as trigger pointing, jumping on the foam roller, that sort of stuff. You really got to, like you say, just breathe. Mm. And that's <laughs> it. I'm like, I always tell you, it's beneficial. Just breathe your way through it. You'll be fine. Just work into it yeah. and, and allow it to sort of do its thing because that's that's the biggest thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereabouts? So you guys are over... Yeah, so we're yeah, southeast Brisbane. Yeah. Um, so we're down Thornlands in the Redlands. Um, and then we also have a clinic out of uh, Hit Bung. Yep. So we um we do two days two days a week up there. I have Rachel work work for me out of there and Yeah, cool. Um yeah, it's just constantly growing for us at the moment. It's it's been sick. Yeah, unreal for the last oh, three years. It's just constant growth. Obviously bringing Rachel on this year. Mm. It's been um been a big change. So is that really good. That the from Hit G Bung, is that yep. specifically for Hit or is that anyone? No, oh no, yeah. yeah Anybody yeah. can come in. Yeah. Um yeah, it's, it's that's the great thing about the hit hit guys. They're like, yeah, more the merrier, you know. Yeah, exactly. Come on down, treat yourself, and they're they're like they're the same as us, you know. If you're if you're getting healthy, but you're somewhere else, doesn't bother them. Success, yeah, yeah exactly. And that's where me and Joe kind of clicked. Yeah, like, man. When we when like when you find a like minded person, it's yeah. like thank you. Yeah, and that like. Um, it, that is even difficult within my industry, I guess, with remedial and, you know, chiros, physios, all that. They everyone just hates each other. I, that's that's my <laughs> biggest gripe. It's like you walk into a physio and they'll tell you you need more physio. Yeah. You walk into a chiro, they'll tell you you need more chiro, yeah. and it's like I, you, you've got to tell yourself it's like right, this is a checklist, and you said it like yeah. in three sessions, yeah. if you're not feeling change, yeah. okay, what's the next thing on the list that yeah. we can look at? Yeah, because you know, it's at the end of the day, it's about you feeling better. Yeah. And that's it. Like you know, I have people come come to me, and it's like they just they're just so disengaged with one side of it. That's the biggest thing. That's probably what I pick up. You know, like especially down our way, sort of, or in in the Redlands, I should say. You know, a lot of people just get disenfranchised with with physio. But like my thing is, okay, work with it. I'll free you up now. Go see a physio. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's. I like to be that first point of call for people and mm. then build, like I was saying before, build that trust. And then I say, okay, go do this now. And then it might start working for you. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not about just bagging each other out the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. I went and did that, that, so that, um, it's called smart tools. The, um, the scraping. Yep. I did that. I went and did that course and it was just, there was an, um, there was no podiatry there. So yeah. people were just bagging out podiatrists. Does it turn into like a bit of a pissing contest in yeah. that situation? Yeah, yeah, massively. And I, I even get caught up in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're talking to physios who have been at uni and they you, you do get the feel. Like, I don't know. It's probably just the way I, I feel. But they look down upon you. Mm. But So I get in that pissing contest of like, oh, you know, yeah, I worked on the Wallabies. I've done this. I've worked mm. in this sport. I've done that sport. And realistically all that is an ego driven thing you yeah. know what i mean i'm not i'm why am i you know getting why drawn I, in yeah. yeah why am i why do i care about that you know what i mean like it's just you know you think it's going to impress them or something like that or yeah, yeah like you said it's a pissing contest really yeah which is i think you get it across everything you know what i mean even when we were tradies you know you'd you pay out on an electrician it's pretty much all yeah, the time yeah that's <laughs> you look for the, the lowest rung 
<laughs> so, so yeah, it's yeah, interesting, man. So, how long have you been running Retune for? So, actually, what the date is, but anyway, the, the, third. Yeah, the third, yeah. So, the fifth, I think it was, I started my business three years ago. Okay, cool. So, yeah, three years, it's been um, going really, really hard. And it, you start out and you're like, oh man, I need eight clients a week to get like cover my bills. <laughs> that's it and I think the first week I had 15 you yeah. know all my mates came out they came yeah. and supported me that sort of stuff yeah. I was just working from my mum's back room yeah yeah and it was like and that went for a year and then I rent, rent, went and rented a house and then I started just working from that house and then now it's like okay I'm, I'm, I've built a clinic in my garage at home yeah and I just I just work from there so, yeah cool yeah what was the vision when you thought yep I'm gonna open my own shop or, or I run my own business. Um, run my own business. I, yeah, I think that was one of the big things. Like I didn't, I didn't really set out to go. I want this massive company or yeah. anything like that. It's um, it, I purely like I started the business because I wanted to help more people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I got into it and. Now I'd love to set up sort of some sort of health clinic or something like that or, um, you know, uh, a mobility clinic or something along those lines, you know, that you, it, it would, I'd love for it to grow into that or at least just to have, you know, more people on, help helping more people, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and the only way I can do that is by bringing on other therapists. So For sure. It's hard, I think, within remedial massage like it's one of those things that you you always you find that everybody wants to do it themselves so it is a difficult difficult industry to sort of Mm. maintain um therapists and that sort of stuff yeah okay yeah um take me back to the humble beginning so working out of your mum's (sighs) yeah spare room yeah Yeah. yeah. so so how many or how long do you work out there for did you say it's pretty much been a year each time. Yeah, so okay. So I, I moved into my new the house I bought a year yep. ago, so October. And then I was yeah in a rental for about a year. And before that, obviously, I was at mum's. So, yeah, it's... um I don't... This is probably the worst thing. I don't look back. Dude, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, my wife, she sometimes looks through my books and will, like, go back to the, the, the beginnings yeah. and be like, look at all these people that you're still seeing. Yeah. And I go, and I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, where are, where is all my clients and all this sort of stuff? Yeah. But I've I've still got them. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it, it all just started started out of my house uh, or mum's house, and just slowly built from there. You know, trying to each week peg a different amount of numbers. You know what I yeah. mean? And then and then I had the personal goals of going and doing. Um, different sports so you know i had the personal goals of going and i did the nbl i did the um, brisbane bullets there for a year those sorts of things that stuff then then got me a lot of recognition within 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 the area you know yeah people were like oh this guy must know what he's doing so yeah cool and that was then it just kept growing i obviously got on with hit so that was a big 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 sort of stepping stone as well i used to drive all the way up to kiwana hit Oh yeah, from, yeah. from Thornlands. Yes, oh, <laughs> I hate petrol. Uh, so my, yeah, we were mates with Cat and Ryan up there. So I was going up there pretty much um, every fortnight. So that that grew a bit of a strain on the old relationship with the missus too. She yeah. was a bit unhappy because I would stay up there for three days. So, gotcha. Um, yeah. So you're essentially doing fly in, fly out. 
on, yeah, on a, a little small, bit. On a yeah, small I guess scale, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never thought of it like that, but yeah, I guess so. It's um. So that was that was unreal. And then yeah, and then that sort of just <clears throat> slowly. I was gonna I was gonna actually open a shop front, and then that all just didn't work out, <clears throat> and we decided to buy the house instead. So mm. I'd, I'd pulled out a Kiwana and was just working out a G bung and and home and then yeah it's just slowly 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 and rachel came on board this year and she's mainly doing hit g-bung for me and i do uh i do thornlands oh she helps me out of thornlands as well yeah cool yeah were you like those first few months like yep. you said all your mates came in and all that kind of stuff yeah was that a regular ongoing thing like all your mates coming through and just kind of keeping you afloat oh. or how did like Nah. Was there weeks or days where I was like, where is everyone? Well, this is the thing, eh? I was like, <clears throat> I feel like this year was probably the first year that I've actually felt the highs and lows. Yeah, okay. You know, like before that, I guess I probably was happy to take a break because <laughs> yeah. I was probably some weeks, I was, I was doing that 40 clients plus working, you know, going and doing sports, doing the reds or something like that. And then, um, yeah, and then I, I guess it just sort of um, all just fell into place for me i guess i don't know it's ah oh, yeah it's just one of those things i guess it's been a um been a bit of a whirlwind yeah like i you you well, i definitely know from experience mm. and i say to sam the guy who runs my Aswa studio yeah yep. and to anyone who's thinking of starting their own fucking shop for yeah. anything it's like mate you take the good times you don't high five yep. yourself you ride out the bad times. You don't. Yeah. You don't kick the dirt, and you just keep. You look forward. You can't yeah. dwell. You just okay. What's next? Yeah. What's ne- like? You can't never. You're like you can't never. Fuck. You can. Yeah. You can never get like trapped mm. in whatever mindset you're in, be yep. it negative or like, yeah, I'm fucking. I'm high five, and this business is gonna take off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'll come and get you. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. Like, I guess it's one of those double-edged swords. Like you're like, oh, I'm I'm happy where I'm at at the time, but everyone sort of says, oh, don't be happy where you are because like things will start to slow down so mm. you're constantly trying to evolve the business um and that's that's what i've done this year so like evolving it from just being myself and working from home and um just punching out hours yeah which is comes back to my tradie mentality of yeah. you know there's work there to be done you do it i i'm terrible with the behind the scenes stuff that's the fun stuff right? <laughs> The boring stuff. Yeah. So, like, that's where I've always gone. Okay, well, I'm not working unless I'm on the tools, in, in a sense. So, yeah. on the table, on the bench. So, um, yeah, I'm like, all right, I've got to, got to change my mindset with that sort of stuff, and and that's where things are evolving, and I'm getting more in the community now. I guess so going yeah. to different gyms and that sort of stuff, and show my face. The ability to stay hungry. Oh yeah, that's the massive thing. Yeah, you get. <clears throat> I think that was a big thing this year with the house renovating that sort of stuff. Um, my mindset had changed, moved. Yep. Moved to a different, you know, I'd moved to thinking about the house rather than my business, and I was like, oh, the business is functioning well. I'll, I'll just and to stay hungry with the business, like, yeah, there's some things along the way that just just you just hear things along the way, and you go, yep, okay, I'm I'm refocused. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you just gotta. There's this the end of this year i've been hungry again so yeah cool good yeah it's nice to get that um the lighting again of the fire it's like yeah sweet yeah this is i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you go nuts and then yeah. you're just like well yeah i think that's sometimes you've got to try and maintain it which is the hardest thing i think because mm. you know you're not gonna always be on i understand that but yeah to try and obviously keep 
keep like I was saying before, keep it evolving is 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 a really difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Sure. Mate, it's exciting but scary at the same time. And then stressful and all that <laughs> shit as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's the biggest thing is the stress, eh? Try right. and that's the biggest like I was having issues at the start of this year with um, tiredness, mm. all these issues. I had high iron, all this sort of stuff going on. Literally, I reckon the only thing I've done, the only thing I've changed is working less hours. Yep. Were you just cooking yourself? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd, and like still maintaining, like going out with people, catching up with people, that oh, sort man. of stuff. Yeah. And like, that sounds like the biggest first world problems, but yeah. for sure, like you get to the end of working six days yep. and you're just like, I'm happy just sitting down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I went to New Guinea at the start of the year. Um, this was probably another friggin' thing that I happened to me. I went to New Guinea for a surf trip with me old man, mm. and um, we got the we were over there, and it's literally still tribal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like people just go out on their dugout canoes and they just go fishing, come home, and they got the fish for the family, that sort of stuff. And then you got you come home. I come home after what was it, ten days or something. And people are whinging about what car they're going to get. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you got no idea. But like first world problems, I think, you know, I wonder if they have anxiety and depression over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Because they all have a purpose in life. Whereas here, we're always trying to find it or something. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is It is one of those weird things that it is a first world problem. Yeah. But it, I guess the, you just got to slowly work your way around it. But it comes back to that mindset. Mm. Like... One of my previous guests, like yep. family health issues and all that kind of stuff, the yep. ongoing problems they're dealing with. Yeah. And he's like, he's a barber. Yeah. And he's like, people come in and complain about their phone bill. Yeah. <laughs> and like to them, that's the be all and yeah. end all. And yeah. it's like, for him, he's dealing with like no zero hours sleep, daughters in hospital, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. sure, first world problems, but it's like a perspective thing yeah. and like mindset thing. Yeah. So I think it's always good to get away to those, like when, when I went away. Like we've been to Lebanon as well, me and my wife, and the way they all—they grew up running away from bombs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we've we've grown up running barefoot in the park. Just For sure. Because, just because that's it, you yeah. know. Like put things in perspective. Go away to those sorts of places and 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 just realise we've got it really good. <laughs> Man, the ability to stop and smell the roses yeah. is phenomenal. Like, Which is what we were saying before, you know. Like you don't look back. Yeah. You know, we just keep thinking, what's the next step? What's the next step? Yeah. But, and I think that. That burns you out. For sure. That's the yeah. big thing, man. Like so, yeah. Yeah, it's it is that fine line you gotta try and tread, especially being yeah. a business owner. It's like, cool, let's keep evolving. Um, all right, how many clients have we got this week? How like if okay, if they're going away, how many have I got? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then you've kind of lose track of like your bills are paid, there's a roof over your head. Yeah. You can literally drive to anywhere you anywhere you want with yeah. no repercussions. Yeah. It like And you you always live within your mean like you always like if you are a person who's money hungry or something like that, you're always chasing that next step mm. just with money. Yeah. Um, you always live within your means. You always, oh, I got to that next level, but I've bought a Porsche or something. You mm. know what I mean? Then you're like, oh, I'm still broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So you really got to, yeah, peg it back and just realize this is it. You know, it's enjoy the small things, like you said. For smell, sure. Smell the roses. And that's something I'm, I'm working heavily on now. Yeah. Like with the house, enjoy things. Don't, don't just constantly be working. That's so, it. You, yeah. The I I struggle with the turning the work mindset off. Yeah. And not specifically thinking about work. Yeah. But as you as you would uh, know, 
when your life is run by a schedule mm-hmm. and then on the days that you're not at work, yep. the ability to not stress about, I've got to be here and I've got to do this and I've got to do this and like, yep. just... Yeah, and that's something that I'm trying to... Like yesterday, I had the day off and probably spent, you know, four hours digging. Yeah. You know, like, what's the point of that? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Like, I, obviously, sometimes it's good for me because I stop thinking about the small things yeah. about my business, but in the same breath, I'm still cooking myself. Yeah. So i got to take that time. Like, the biggest thing for me, and I think the way we were brought up, is is to feel guilty for chilling. Like... To just just cut everything out and maybe sit on the like to Netflix and chill. Like, yeah, yeah. Like to do that, you can feel guilty for it. And I catch myself out all the time. You go on holidays, you feel guilty for it. You're thinking about it at work still, you know. So it's one of those things that you got to really understand and, and realize and then change. Mm. So yeah, it is like we've said it a couple of times. It's a mindset thing. And yeah, it is. You've just said it, and I agree. Like it is a struggle trying to be able to flick that switch when your brain's mm. so used to working a certain way mm. and but you could say that about anything mental health the yep. way you eat the way you train like yeah. the hardest thing is flicking that switch the other way yeah that's so true yeah i guess it's everything eh? you like but as long as you're aware of it i think is mm. the start of it yeah being yeah. conscious of it yeah for sure yeah um you said you've you've worked with some some pretty top athletes yeah uh, how'd you get yep. into that oh um i think the first time Got to give a shout out to my cousin for that because um, he was playing professional NRL. So yep. and he just had connections. Okay, cool. So the therapist who was treating him, um, yeah, I, I just got in contact with him, and then yeah, he sort of at that time he wasn't wasn't doing the NRL or anything like that. So I think I did the rugby union, the the Reds. The Super 14s, is it still that? I oh, don't know. Asking the wrong person, dude. <laughs> Union's above my pay grade. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I just got into all the things that he was doing. So he did, yeah, he did the basketball for a year, a couple of years. But it was just that hard thing, man. You you really, because everybody wants to do it, you, you, you work them for pennies. Yeah. You know, you, you sort of, for me, I was going to Ballymore. You work an hour and a half. So I'd probably maybe... You know, I'd probably earn maybe 40 bucks, 60 bucks for that. And it's an hour, like it's 40 minutes for me. So there's an hour and a half out of my day. So, yeah. you know, that that was the hard thing for me to sort of sit there and go. Because most people who do traveling massage, you know, you sort of, most people would charge you like 100 bucks. Mm. So, yeah, it was just one of those things that it just became, like I said before, it was an ego-driven thing. Yep. You wanted to do it because you felt you felt like you'd made it. And that was when I started as I was never good enough as a as a athlete to make it. So I wanted to get behind the scenes yeah. in that sort of thing and that's that's where I I I, I finally got there and I was it was wasn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, funny. So, yeah. Is it something you would like? Would you want to look at more sports specific things, or are you like not happy with what you're doing? But is it a path that you want to go down? Like, not necessarily top level, but let's say top level of local footy. Or yeah, so I've I've actually helped out at just my local club that I, I grew up playing at, which was just the Capalaba Warriors. I, I started there. I was doing the opens there, and then um, after that, though. Um, I wouldn't mind maybe doing, you know, intra super cup yeah. or something like that. That would be cool. But the hard thing with it is like, yeah, okay, it's 
you're not actually really treating anyone because everything's physio. Mm. So when you'd go to the Reds or you'd go to the Bronx or something like that, when you go there, they literally just go massage my ass, my thighs, and that'll be it. And they're on the table for 40 minutes and you just, just, just a person. Yeah, Yeah. And that's it. Like, whereas working from home and working with general pop, like it's so much better or individual athletes. So Mm. I've got, I've got some, you know, um, you know, a pro, um, triathlete those sorts of guys yeah. you know they're they're coming to you to be to be assessed mm. as well as treated so that's probably where i really find I, I love that a lot more rather than just going and just being a body to massage other bodies yeah you know? so I, I definitely i'm in the same vein to a certain extent mm. like i'd love to be sport specific yeah but in a completely different way yeah i'd, I'd like to work with like under 17s yeah okay and yep. or under under 15 under 17s it's like yep. show them how to use their bodies yeah which is so true see um for me i think which would probably where you would pick up like the cues i find it really difficult to cue someone to do mm. something you know like a big thing within my practice like trying to teach people how to row those yep. sorts of things but if they don't have actual functional movement of their scapula it's really hard for me to go I'll move this way, I'll do that thing, or do this. So that's probably a challenging thing where I would refer on. But mm. um, So younger people for me, I think I'd find it hard to communicate with. Yeah, it'd be that hurdle of working out their learning style. Yeah. Demonstration, yeah. explanation, or imitation, I think yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I find that with adults. Yeah. I'll be like, cool, just yeah. do this. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's like, okay, some people have to watch me do it. Yeah. Some people like watch other people do it yep. some people go explanation yep sweet no problem so yep. yeah. yeah true i guess everyone has a different learning yeah yeah but i'd like obviously no i'm not going to call out the broncos and be like hey you guys looking for a trainer you know what i mean yeah and yeah to do do the under 18s or something yeah. like that yeah 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 i know what you mean it's it's but it is one of those things that you still want to be involved with like for sure. i, I Look, I wouldn't turn it down if someone approached me for it. Mm. Like, but, if anyone's listening, of course. Yeah, yeah. come on, guys. Um, but no, like it's it's just one of those um, things that it's not the be all and end all anymore. Like it used to be, like that's where I want to be. But mm. now it's like, okay, things things evolve. Yeah, so, sure. You know, within the business and where you want to go with it. Mm. And then you got to know your own worth too. You're not going to sell yourself short. Yeah, exactly. That, like just for the yeah the big ticket item i guess you're not going to sell yourself short for that yeah and that's it and like like i said before every man and their dog wants to do it mm. so everyone's happy to undercut you yeah you know like you're saying you, you're probably not going to have that contract forever because someone will come in and go i'll do it for two dollars yeah exactly <laughs> where does it stop be, people will be doing it for free yeah like, exactly yeah so yeah like you said know your worth and make sure you don't undercut yourself for sure yeah um from your experience is there a job sport or mindset of a person that you see more regularly um that's a pretty broad question yeah that's a cool one though um i do i don't know if it's just the scene that i'm in i do see a lot of triathletes yeah um whether or not that's just because the amount of hours that they're doing yeah um, or whether or not that's their mindset. You know what I mean? They they can push their bodies, that sort of stuff. So they, they come, they get treated, they, you know, they're staying on top of things. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you have people who are consistent with their treatments and they're in all work, walk, walks of life, you know? Yeah, okay. You, know, you, you have 
um, desk jockeys who love love to come. You have people who have previous injuries or something like that, and they just know it's something they need to keep up to keep improving. You know, yeah, so, part of the process. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's a specific specific yeah, yeah that's the right way yeah. I, I, my wife always pulls me up on that so pacific pacific yeah like the ocean yeah uh, shut up <laughs> yeah so yeah no like, i don't think there's a yeah a set person yeah, cool yeah which is which it comes back to everybody's different i guess and you for can't, sure can't pigeonhole people yeah hmm. um sticking with clients for a bit yep from your experience what are the most common complaints you'd see from these people so like top level athletes what what's the what's a common complaint you would see um with strong healthy people um it still comes back to hips mm-hmm. like a lot of my work like i'll work from hips Okay. You know, hips down or hips up yeah. in, in a way. So you're either looking at the glutes, adductors, those sorts of things to see whether or not you've got a, a functional issue with knees or feet or those sorts of things, collapsing arches, that sort of stuff, which can generally always lead back up. It's up the chain. Body. Yeah. And that's what the way we treat, um, which can out... like it, it's, it's, I find it a lot better because you... We're we're treating a global global thing. We're not we're not like okay, there's the pain. Let's treat that. We're actually functionally looking at what is actually creating mm. that imbalance. Yeah, and, of course. And obviously, a lot of time that comes back to strength. Yeah. So you got to advise them on what what to work with there. But you know, if a knee's diving in, those sorts of things, you got to work the adductors instead of the glutes. Everyone smashes their glutes, and you just you just tenfolding. You know, so many people have burning between their shoulders. And you just, you know, you, you, people will just trigger point through the back of their shoulders because they're sore. Mm. It's all coming from your chest, yeah. pulling you forward. You know, you're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck at a, you're stuck at a desk for eight hours a day, and then you sleep on your side at night. Yep. You know, you're just functionally rolling those shoulders forward. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things that you, um, I think everybody's different when they come in. Um, desk people is generally. Hips, lower back, and shoulders. Um, elite athletes, um, especially triathletes, a lot of hamstrings, mm. that sort of stuff. Um, what about tradies? Shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulders well, over backs? Um, both. <laughs> the depends. A lot of them are obviously blow discs out, so mm. they'll always have you know some sort of injury in their lower back. Um, they're like, oh, you know, I've had that for years, but. Um, Honestly, you couldn't probably pinpoint anything with tradies, eh? Yeah. Because they've got, you know, imbalances with swinging a hammer. So, you know, you've got some sort of shoulder issue or they've got cooked knees from falling off a roof. or. Mm. But, you know, a lo- it, it really depends, man. Like, yeah. You can't... I couldn't sit here and say, oh, your tradies always have this injury. Yeah. The other one that a lot of actually people, I should say that, is um, tennis elbow. Yeah. Golfer's elbow. Because they don't have the thoracic mobility. Yeah. Okay. So they use their arm too much. Yeah. So then, you know, your grip strength starts to go, that sort of thing. You know, I've got glaziers that come to me and a lot of their stuff's, yeah, yeah. bicep, forearm, that sort of stuff, um, which is just from carrying mm. those sorts of things. So, yeah, it really depends on the actual trade yeah. a lot of the time. I, f- I always found it interesting and still do training yeah. tradies because yeah. they have that raw strength that raw yeah. that tradie strength yeah. and then I ask them to do something technically right and they're garbage like just the body doesn't want to move like yeah. restrictions through lower back hips yeah. knees yeah. and then shoulders and all that kind of stuff well that's so true like they're 
they're functionally immovable, but only in the stuff that they normally do. Like yeah. swinging a hammer, like, yeah, okay. But it's only one side. The other shoulder mm. blows out. And they're yeah. like, oh, it's not even the one I use. Yeah. And you're like, well, probably that's probably the reason because yeah. you don't use it. There's so. zero strength yeah, in that left side. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everybody's, every, every trade's different. Every, yeah, industry's different. I think the biggest thing that we get now is just sitting at a desk. Yeah. Like a lot of tradies, I don't... Yeah, you know, I, w- I would probably get more people who sit at a desk than I would tradies for sure. What would be your piece of advice? Uh, I know I do an advice section at the end, but yeah. what would be your piece of advice for like a desk jockey mm. to maintain better health of their spine and lower back? Move. Yeah, just, just get up and move? <laughs> yeah, man. Like like I said before, you're sitting at a desk for generally eight hours, sometimes 10, mm. um, and then you're going home generally sit on the couch yeah. or you're going home, you might train really heavily for an hour and expect your body to function 100% and then you go and sleep in a fetal position all night. Mm. So, you know, you're probably looking, you could be looking at sort of 14 hours of the day with your your hips flexed, you know what I mean? And then you, your shoulders rolled forward. Mm. So um, I'd say move, um, mobility of the hips and... Open your shoulders. Yeah. That's a massive thing. Yeah. I find like doing what I do and I feel like you'd be the same. Yep. We're more aware of our bodies. Yeah. And I think general pop aren't mm-hmm. aware of their bodies until yep. someone goes, what's something that we can fix? Yeah. And they go, oh yeah, my shoulders. Yeah. I was like, oh, why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the hardest thing. Like that's probably the most, diff- like I was saying about before like cues mm. cueing people um that is challenging man like you talk to someone like i'm i've come through playing footy till i was like 21 and through f- like you get taught how to stretch you get taught how to squat you get taught like sometimes i get off the get off and like i might not be thinking and i just go oh yeah so i just want you to stretch your quads um you know or foam roll or trigger point or something along those lines and they just look at you funny yeah and you're like you don't know how to stretch your quads yeah like, you taught that from a young young age you yeah. know what i mean but obviously there's people out there that haven't come through the same system for that's, sure that's the mindset of bringing everything back like i i ran into a, a mate at the pub the other night i hadn't seen him in years i used to play footy with him mm. and he goes what's all this under eight shit on your instagram like because like i put like stretches up yeah and they're just basic stretches yeah and i was like you just don't understand that people, oh right gotcha yeah, yeah. yeah he's like i was like you don't understand that not everybody's at the same like knowledge level of understanding their bodies mm. and like yeah so i put up stretches those sorts of things um but they're, they're very basic mm. um some of them are obviously new like even just leg swings and that sort of stuff yeah i, I just put that on instagram and um yeah he he was giving me shit about it which i think he was just having it having a dish but yeah yeah yeah, just banter but yeah i just thought um yeah well it's actually i have to do it yeah some people haven't like you said haven't come through that path of sports and whatever yeah i find i catch myself doing it in the okay cool um so you want to feel it through your quads or you want to feel it through your hamstrings and they're like that's these ones yeah no no no, that's these (laughs) ones yeah (laughs) and yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm just kind of talking it through in my mind out loud. Yeah, yeah. And ex- not expecting them, but mm. when they go, 
I was yeah. like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Front of the thighs. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back of the thighs, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of explaining my head out yeah. loud. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I, it blows my mind that I um, sometimes say glutes. People don't know what glutes is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that for me is like, oh, that's, that's a fairly simple one for me. But so I, I have to sometimes, and for me, obviously, when you're in the, in the treatment room, you don't want to come across as a weirdo or yeah. a creep. So you, you don't say ass or you don't say, yeah. you know, behind or something like that. Yeah. I usually say the medical term yeah. for it. Yeah. So, so people, you know, understand it a bit better, but yeah, still people don't get that stuff. It's, I'm one of those, I don't want to say weirdos, but probably weirdos. But when I go get physio or massage mm. or whatever, I ask questions. I'm like, yeah. so why'd you do that? Yeah. Like, cause I'm interested to. Like, and that's, and that's, the way I treat yeah. is that way. So I'm educating you as I go through. Yeah. I'm like, this muscle here is this. Mm. You know, I'm working through the back of the shoulders. So I'm hitting infraspinatus, Terry's minor and Terry's major. And I'll say, okay, this does internal rotation. This does external rotation. The reason this is stressed out is because this muscle's, you know, this muscle's weak or this is yeah. doing this or, yeah. And I'll just functionally work through and I'll... And it's obviously, like you were saying before, it's a thought process mm. and you're saying stuff to them. But um, yeah, and it's it's one of those things that I just find it a little bit easier. So people, again, it's a building of trust. Yeah. And I think as a remedial therapist, people don't expect you to be, they sort of just expect a routine. Yeah. They just expect you to sort of throw them on the table, massage them. How does that feel? You feel good? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um I step it up a little bit for that reason as well. Yeah. Just to sort of, I'm not big note myself, but to let people know that I understand what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I uh, caught the, I had a massage this morning on yeah. my neck and shoulder. Yeah. And I caught her off guard because she manipulated my shoulder and then started working somewhere. I'm like, what did you do that for? She's yeah. like, why do you ask me that? <laughs> and like, I, I go to her all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm just curious. It's like, oh, it kind of caught me off guard because yeah. people don't usually ask yeah why i'm doing something yeah and that's the biggest thing like the other thing is i remember oh you know you go to physio when i was younger and and they would do something and you're like why did he just do that yeah you know what i mean it's on the opposite side of my leg my pain's not even there yep but they were obviously thinking along the lines but they wouldn't communicate it with me so i was like that was what was that you know what i mean whereas so, like I was saying before with the shoulders, you know, really ripping through the chest to, to allow that to fall back. So then the, the Give actual, that freedom. Give the freedom and allow those muscles in the back to actually take um, take some. I actually explain that to people instead of just doing it and going, oh, I hope you feel better. Yeah. See you in two weeks. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they understand, oh, okay, he hasn't just ripped through my chest and made that sore for no reason. Mm. So... Yeah, it's just it's just knowledge, and I think that's the way we're going now. You know, I think like our parents' era was don't give people your secrets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Whereas now it's all about education. Yeah. and trying to make people better. So I think the thing that well, everyone listening to this, the big takeaway is like I try and instill to people is be excited. Yeah, like let's say you're injured, and let's say your shoulder's fucked. And you come in, get it worked on, and there's a little bit of freedom, and you can do like the most tedious of tedious exercises. Yep. You should be excited that okay, I'm actually I'm fixing something. Yeah. Not oh, this is injured or oh, yeah. I've got to do this boring I'm thing. I'm depressed about it. Yeah. yeah. Be excited because you know you're fixing a problem, and okay, mm. now you have a clear path, or yep. now you have steps to take, which yep. is going to make this problem better. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's massive. Like 
to understand the process mm. is the biggest part of it. Um, like I said, again, mindset, you know, even if it is placebo or whatever, placebo works. So why? If it works, go for it. Exactly. Yeah. So treat it that way and actually have a positive mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I watched a documentary once, like this is completely off topic, but it was about chemotherapy. Yeah. And I always thought to myself, you know, chemo, it's just killing everything. Like, I don't know if I'd want to do that or whatever. But this chick was, um, she was like a yoga instructor. She thought the same way. She went to a psychologist and she sort of said, um, think of chemo as it's healing you. Like, think of it positively instead of the opposite way. Mm. And she like smashed it. Yeah. Came through completely like, uh, went into remission and everything after like one session of chemo. Yeah. So like that to me was like, okay, wow. You know, you got to change your mindset from this is hurting me to this is helping me glass half full yep that that's and like i tongue-in-cheek say that to people sometimes like that glass half full you know (laughs) but like seriously think of it glass half full like exactly and that's 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 the biggest thing like it's it's really interesting once it's once you use your mind to to fix things as well for sure yeah um okay let's say there's a client yep you see this person regularly okay and it's the left shoulder yep Left shoulder is always this. What, what you're working on mm-hmm. every two to six weeks, you're seeing this person for their left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have to pull clients up and be like, "Do something"? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's like like I said at the start. Rule three. Um, generally, this isn't working or that's not working. So you got to work <clears throat> work around it. And if I'm not fixing it, then we've got to find something else that will. You know, looking at exercise fizz or a fizz or something like that, because I think if it's not being uh, helped with manipulation, then we've got to look at strength. Mm. Um, something's not functionally working to actually fire off t- to allow the shoulder to sit better. You know what I mean? I could be releasing your pecs to allow the shoulder to fall back because you've got impingement, but if you don't have the strength in the back to allow that, mm. you know, you got to you got to start to work through those sorts of things. So, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've revved a few people before. And like, you got to do that, hey? Yeah. You know, you, and some people don't come back, which is fine. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm there to help people. So, yeah. I've, you know, sometimes I've got to get my head around that, but I'm there to heal or help people. So, uh, if they're not there to help themselves, then why am I? For sure. Yeah. It's a 50 50 relationship. Yep. Like, if you're seeing a health professional, mm. you can't be like, my job is done. Yeah, because no, like no, it's not. No, this this is the fun bit. You get to actually work on stuff now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's the. I find that is one of my biggest gripes. It's mm. like you got to meet me halfway, yeah. and you will be fine. Yeah. If if I'm not meeting where I need to be, or you're not meeting where you need to be, yeah. we're not going to get to where we need to be together. Yeah, yeah. And that translates across. I believe. Yeah. Physio, remedial massage, um, nutritionists. Yep. Um, Everything. Take your pick. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So. Um, what is one section of society or possibly age group or demographic who you'd think would benefit from massage or reme- like remedial therapies, mm-hmm. but who are reluctant? Men. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like I do have, so a lot of guys that I'll see, um, I'll help them in one session and then I won't see them for six months. Yep. So... They wait till they're broken before they come back. Mm. 
Whereas a lot of female clients are more on top of it. See me in six weeks, you know, just to maintain things, keep keep things healthy. Um, but then, you know, yeah, I think it's just men in general yeah. are, are pretty lackluster. Like I shouldn't probably group everyone together because there are some that are really good at it. Mm. But um, that's a that's a massive thing. I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. I find the hardest people to train are men in the age bracket of 40 plus. Yeah. Yeah. The people who know everything. Yeah, that's true. It's like, mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that 40, like I do have some clients who, you know, would be over 40 and they're some of my best clients, mm. but then like I was saying, like I do do a lot of triathletes Yeah, and same deal. They, <clears throat> you can get some that are very, I know what I'm doing or, you know, this sort of stuff. Oh, I'm fixed now. I'll go back. I'm mm. sweet. I'll see you in six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, when this is fucked again. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, yeah, sometimes that's that's probably the poorest. Yeah, yeah. While we're while we're on this train of thought, yes. what are some of the misconceptions about like massage or trigger points or dry needling? Oh, from my side of things, yeah. I get, I, like I said before, rub and tugs. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's a, like that's probably one of the biggest things. Um, but no, like realistically, I think people think massage, like most people come to me and they're like, sometimes they, they walk out and go, what the hell was that? Mm. You know what I mean? They're not expecting what a proper manipulation of their muscular tissue could be. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're, they're sort of expecting something like a relaxation or, or a routine. Yeah. Um, I get it a lot worse down in Thorn or in the Redlands. Yeah. So... Um, whereas when I was in G-Bung, I'd sort of say, oh, have you had remedial massage before? And they'll be like, yes. And then you go through them and, they're like, and you're like, is that what you expected? And they're like, yeah, I've had that before. Mm. So it's, I think it's different demographics. Mm. Um, but yeah, out our way, I think there's, there's a lot less of that style of treatment. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think, um, it's just purely what people are expecting mm. you got to really explain everything before, yeah. before they come in and um i think that might be answering the question yeah for sure yeah I, th- I think on the flip side from a client's perspective yeah if you're after like a stress relieving massage or yeah. like a, a spa massage yeah that's what you need to look for like yeah it's yeah. you can't just go cool that's got massage in the title yeah that's that's for me yeah and that's like um, I, I sort of had a mindset at the start of the year. Okay, I'm probably going to change from like retune massage just to retune, mm. um, because people have that understanding. Like they relate massage back to something else, yeah. or they have a prior, you know, mindset yeah. towards it. So um, I don't find it hard with Google. Like I have people come to me from Google mm. search and that sort of stuff, and it's probably a little bit more difficult to convert them. You know, whereas someone with um, who's come to me from, um, what do you, just word of mouth, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just from word of mouth, those sorts of things, like, it's a lot easier because people will probably go on, it hurts. Yeah. You know, like, so you're expecting it. You're already in that mindset, okay? Yeah. It's not just about a walk in the park, this, you know, it's actually there to, to improve the functionality of your joints, you know, for, for sure. And it going back to like, the, it just made me think of something. Yeah. When you put that video up of like all your stretches, basic stretches. Yeah, I saw a video of you like how to approach the the massage bed, like, <laughs> yeah. and it was like half tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, yeah, some people wouldn't know. No, like 
how it works and yeah. be like well you get you get people in there and they they won't put the tail over themselves and they're you know they're half starkers or they yeah. take their clothes completely off <laughs> and you're just like come on mate yeah i'm gonna leave the room and yeah. you're gonna do this again so have another crack yeah exactly yeah so it, it is funny like you probably get one a week where you say face down towel over yourself mm. you come in and they're staring at the ceiling you know like <laughs> it's just that sort of thing like yeah but that's that's the fun stuff that i you know within my business i'm like oh you know that's just fun you that's know? that little icebreaker too yeah and that's why you know i took the piss out of it on my instagram you know yeah. what i mean so yeah i think that understanding is a, is a is a big thing yeah you know so yeah. and like people are coming into that vulnerable position they're like oh fuck i don't know what yeah. to do here like, yeah and that's where i probably like i understand i get f- way more talkative in that situation yeah so i can understand like you that is the biggest thing that I've learned in this is communication mm. and body language. Yeah. Oh, someone walking in and like full hermit crab. Yeah. You know, like shut down, that sort of stuff. Yeah. To understand and open them up is is the biggest thing, I think, to make someone feel comfortable half nude on a table mm. is, is, is the one thing that you need to sort of break the ice and, and help someone, I think. For sure. Yeah. Being able to read a situation and yeah. read people, like that's something that I've learned. Like even when I first started, I was like, I'm going to flog everyone because that's how I like being trained. Exactly. And that's how I started as yeah. a therapist. You know what I mean? Oh, I can fix everything with extreme pressure. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not like, you know, you start to learn. And I think um, it's the same thing with when you first come out, even any industry i think you come out and you think you're the ducks nuts mm. you know you've got everything you don't need anything else you don't need you know chiro physio you just need massage you know you, you're built up with confidence but um now you become a bit more knowledgeable with that sort of stuff yeah you understand that everything has its place for sure so yeah um now this last little section i want to move into yeah i want to talk about you specifically let's okay not ignore the business or clients or things like that but yep. want to look at more so what makes you tick okay um so you said you were doing carpentry yeah before yeah how long, how long were you doing that for i think it worked out to be about six years love it hate it hated it yep um came back to a confidence thing i think yeah okay uh never had the confidence to go and quote up a job and do it myself gotcha you know, so i was always working with someone I think that started with it was just a safety net while I was playing footy. Yeah. So I was I'd go to footy. Everything was focused on footy. Um, I had that outside focus, and mm. as soon as I finished footy, I was like, "Oh well, this is a shit job." Yeah. No. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to go work outside yeah, exactly. at four thirty in the middle of winter. Yeah, Fuck exactly. That. Yeah. You got ice on you. It's yeah. Terrible. So, like, it, there are things I miss about it. Like, I, I actually didn't mind being in the weather you know yeah I, I burn as soon as i go in the sun now yeah okay you know, i used to be always an olive sort of yeah skin bloke but it's like yeah stuck in aircon all the time that sort of stuff that mm. that can get a bit bit on me yeah but like anything there's good good and bad but yeah i don't i didn't enjoy the work yeah so yeah. when you're playing footy were you like you can pump yourself up as much as you want um were you, <laughs> oh, no. were you like on the cusp of having a, a proper crack or were you nah. playing rep stuff or nah, was it just club I, stuff? I think I thought I was better than what I was. Yeah, okay. Um, I went to Winner Manly as a cult mm. and I probably only, I think first year there, I think I maybe played 
eight games, I think it is. Yeah, I can't remember how many it was. But so, and then I had a year off. I was just over it. And then I sliced my finger open at work. Mm. And that put me out. And then I put on like 15 kilo yeah, okay. sitting at home on compo. Yeah. And then um, I was, because they were playing me at front row because I was, I was, Tall, like tall, skinny, mm. and in Colts, and then I put on that fifteen kilos. I was like, oh, now I'm more suited to play front row. I was 103, and I was. I went back and tried to give it another crack, but yeah, I know. I ended up twisting a knee in my first first game, and um, yeah, did my meniscus, and I was like, oh, after a full preseason, yeah. I'm like, nah, this is this is it. Yeah, and then I went back to. Um, play opens when I was helping out down at Capalaba, yeah. like I said before, and um, they ran out of players, so I, I went and played and had a game and done a rib in the second game. So I was like, okay, that's shots fired. Yeah, like, yeah. If I injure anything else, it could, you know, hold me off work. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, um, I wasn't, wasn't ever good enough, though. that's why I wanted to get behind the scenes and work, work within it. Was that the okay? So that oh shit. Yeah. Was that right there the the lead into massage? Yeah. Or so remedial therapy. Sorry, I keep saying massage. No, that's all. Yeah. So yeah, that's what what really pushed me into that. I when I was playing footy, I had all these niggles through hips and that sort of stuff, and um, I just never found like if you, if I went to a physio, they would they would work one side that was sore, mm. and then the other side would still be very similar you know what i mean that yeah. was just a bit more spot fiery mm. um and then i'd go get a massage and it was just a routine yeah i'd go get a remedial massage and it was just a routine so i was like nah there's got to be more to this mm. and i just wanted to help people with that side of things you know actually find what works for them in the sense of i'm actually here to release yeah those hips and that sort of stuff and globally touch everything within the body Rather than just putting out, you know, doing little things around, around along the way, so that was 100% why I got into it, and I thought it's probably the easiest way to get behind the scenes of a professional team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you like as soon as you were qualified? Did you go? Yep. Sweet. Reach in. Open doors. No. Or what What was the first little step in? So I think I went travelling straight after. I think I went to the states 2015, and then I come back and I um started working for someone and probably did a year there i think it might have been about a year and a half there and then and then i got into retune so just um yeah just to get my toes wet see how it was um i'd always been in that mindset of when i was a tradie i hated having to do my tax had yep. like i just wanted to work for someone mm. so and I thought, you know, this would be good. Someone else doing everything. I just get my pay packet at the end of the week, mm. um, and then yeah. But I just, I was like, nah. It's... And then I, I guess I came along, what, five years later after I finished, finished carpentry, mm. and started my business, and I actually loved all of that side of it. Yeah, for sure. Know, so, so was that a pretty daunting step? Going cool. I've come from footy carpentry. Yeah. I've travelled. Now I'm going to open up my own shop and see what happens. Like, was that daunting? Friggin' scary, man. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was the scariest thing like I've probably ever done. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the fear of unknown, which is is funny. Hey, we we fear that. Mm. What's what's not even there, you know? So, oh, am I going to be successful? Am I going to have this sort of stuff? So, um, 
but realistically that first month like leading up to christmas which is generally the slowest period mm. within our industry and i was just sort of sort of ticking off you know having 12 to 15 clients a week that sort of thing and that's when i just it just felt comfortable yeah you know so yeah those sorts of things were it's the scariest thing i've ever done yeah it was cool do you uh struggle with motivation at all yeah yeah that's my biggest thing. So that was like this, like I was saying earlier, with the start of this year, I was, just couldn't find anything to get me going, mm. which came back to probably a bit of health and just overworking myself. Um, but um, yeah, motivation, especially for my own health, is very, very poor. Yeah. So to get out and go, like I was saying, I, I should should go to the gym. I should be doing this. Should be lifting weights. But you know, I just go for a run or I just go for a walk. Those sorts of things. I should be. I think motivation is probably my biggest biggest thing. And I, I have a massive fear, I think, like of failure. Yeah. So that's probably more where I procrastinate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, is that, that fear of failure. Yeah. Mm. Do you, um, in general, do you believe stress and mentality affects recovery and mobility? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How so? Um, you just see it pretty much day in day out with the way people's bodies work you know so um not everything goes like as much as whether or not it's just because they're not being active um but the stress generally and motivation drops out of their out of their life so then they become couch potatoes so mm. then the stress builds but obviously isn't it, I'm pretty sure there's science out there that shows, you know, working out that sort of stuff, dropped cortisol levels, that sort of thing. And that's a big thing, I guess. Allowing the body to heal yep. um, is the biggest thing because I think cortisol drops. Uh, once it's up, your body can't really function well. It yeah. can't heal, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I believe massively in getting everything right mm. mentally, physically, and stress related mm. you know what i mean i've got clients who a you know they're super stressed and you know once they take that stress out of their lives everything settles down in their body yeah so yeah do you feel like like just kind of talking it out now mm. do you feel like the like men in general run into that problem or is it across the whole board um i think yeah I think I've come across clients in the past that I haven't been able to help. Yeah. And I personally think it's just them internalizing everything. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's just every man, but I, I definitely do that. Like yeah, for I'll, sure. I'll beat myself up yeah. so much in my own head, especially if I have a bad outcome from from something. Yeah. You know. So, um, but yeah, you can you can sort of see it in people, and I think more now, like that was probably a bit earlier on. I, I sort of pick up on it, and I can break down those walls with some guys to talk to them about stuff. Mm. Whereas previously, like a lot of guys, they still get on the table and they're just silent. Yeah. You know, they don't want to talk, especially probably being a male therapist. If I was, if it was a female therapist, they might mm. open up a little bit more. But yeah, I think it's just the way way the we were brought up, I think, is in a way, a lot of, mm. a lot of guys are sort of like that, you know. And I wonder if that's changing, like we said before, with that knowledge yeah. kind of generation now yeah. and... And I, I think that's a big thing. Um, and I guess everything that's out now, you know, like oh, yeah, okay days mm. and, and everything's sort of more uh, focused towards men actually talking. For sure. And you, you're even getting it within the sports scene now. You know, like, what, there's, is there two at the moment uh, in the cricket 
Australian cricket team, they said, yeah. don't, don't pick me, I, I won't be able to handle it. Was it Glenn Maxwell and... Yeah, and there was another guy, wasn't there? Um, was it one of the young fellas? Yeah, yeah. He, they were talking about maybe picking him. It wasn't Will Pulaski or whatever his name was from Could Victoria? Yeah, they were talking, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah it might have been. Yeah. But yeah, like just that, and then I guess like um, Ash Taylor came out last year, he wasn't handling it, he had to go home, yeah. and all that sort of stuff, so... That's pretty full on, mm. like, and it just shows that I think once those people start stepping out because they're meant to be the toughest of the tough mm. and they're at the top of their game, you know, I think that helps a massive amount. For, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what keeps you going? What keeps you waking up every day, opening the doors? Mm. That's a ripper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what keeps me going? Um... I think everyone else, you know. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I guess I'm a people pleaser as well, that sort of thing. But um, I just love helping. You yeah, know what I mean? Cool. If I can make a difference in someone's, someone's life or with their body, get them back training, you know, that's massive for a lot of people. You know, like po- you positively before, impact people. Yeah, and you, you were saying that before with people who get so down about themselves when they're injured and that sort of stuff. So if you can pick them up and like functionally get them working again Mm. you know they're over the moon with that so um but i think i've got a new bubs on the way so that's a big pressure at the moment Mm. um yeah and just doing shit shit for my wife i think is massive i think yeah i've always been that sort of person that wants to maybe make the family proud and that sort of thing so yeah which is a old school mentality isn't it yeah for sure especially for males Yeah. yeah Um, this might throw a curly one at you. Yeah. What do you do for you? Um, well, that's something that I've started doing now. Yeah. So I, I've been playing a bit of golf lately. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, the running really is for me. And then I think the sport, mm. man, like I never, when I played footy and that sort of stuff, I hated watching it couldn't stand it that sort of stuff but in the last few years like i'm i'm way more involved with sport in general Mm. so um what i do for me is yeah sit and watch a game yeah lets me lets me log out like especially at the moment you you know i I do do split shifts some days and those days generally you get a hockey game in there yeah so i'll just sit there and watch that and maybe have some food yeah because that's the biggest thing like having um people constantly at you yeah. or texting you, that sort of stuff. That just just becomes overwhelming. So sometimes I'll just like leave the phone in the other room and just like, all right, I'm in my bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I'm very bad at doing that, sitting yeah. in the lounge and yeah. just like every yeah. two minutes, I'll just, just look at my phone. It. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, it's all good. Well, even like this year, so we went away for our anniversary and like we went camping. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I'm still doing shit because you're camping, you know, you're having to set up the tent, set yeah. that sort of stuff. There's not much downtime while you're going to the beach, that sort of thing. But I, I still enjoy those sorts of breaks. Yeah. You know, when I'm doing shit, I feel like I've achieved something. But all in all, you're, you're, you're separated. Mm. Really hard when I went to New Guinea at the start of the year because I had the phone. So yeah. people were still messaging me. I had no, no Wi-Fi or anything over there. So it's like people are trying to get onto you. And you, so that was more stressful, but in, yeah. in a sense that you're like, I've got to get back to him and I've got to get back to her. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I've just got now the surf. I've got to go check my phone. So, yeah. 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 It's, um, but that's, that's the biggest thing I think is just, um, 
taking time and accepting that time, not feeling guilty for it. Yeah. Yeah. What are the more or yeah, what are the more rewar- rewarding moments for you doing what you do? Like I said before, eh, getting people back moving. Mm. Um, but also creating connections with people. Yeah. Um, oh, like I, I usually say it's like dinner and a show coming into a treatment with me because yep. I'll sing to you all, <laughs> all sorts, man. Just, yeah, yeah. just really get out there and it really helps people loosen up. So to, um, to allow people to almost make friendships through it, I think. For sure. And that, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know? um, that's something I love. Just meeting new people, that's really rewarding. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, ultimately figure fixing and helping people so especially for your regular clients and hopefully everyone turns into a regular client yeah. you become you have the one-on-one relationship with that yeah. person and you become a third-party support network definitely man an outlet for them to for sure yeah and that's that's a big thing like you you end up that's probably another negative in and a positive in a way you know people are unloading on you so sometimes you take that on board yeah um so like that's where taking time to yourself is so important so yeah yeah um cool brother yeah man we are on the uh very wind down now so I, I like to round out the, the the chats with advice so i'm just gonna throw some different scenarios at, at you yep and then you're gonna give that scenario advice oh okay, okay. Yep. so this is a struggle yeah <laughs> what things could general population do to help with mobility and recovery consistency yep yeah that's i guess that's anything in fitness health anything you know if you get some consistency behind it it's going to function it's going to work for you you know so um but like i said a bit earlier three things as well now three things that you want to change or help and and work on them you know so um the biggest thing like that lockdown forward position through the thoracic like trying to open that up is a is a massive mm. advice I can give to someone. Yeah. So, um, it's not for everyone, but yeah, it w- works massively for a lot of population because we're stuck at desks for so long. Yeah, cool. Yep. Um, what advice would you give to athletes for recovery? Um, all right. What can you say there? I'd probably, um, with them, is listening to their body. Yeah. I think a lot of people have, Especially if you're an athlete, you're generally going to have that switch where you can just push through anything. Mm. Um, but understanding and, and listening to the body and actually figuring out where something originates from, I think is the hardest thing. So, uh, But working on hip mobility and shoulder mobility is probably the best advice you can sort of give most people. Yeah. Because <laughs> those two things can, can help with pretty much most movements, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, a lot of lower back issues can sort of come back down to the hips and then, you know, a lot of obviously shoulder impingement, those sorts of things can come from either neck or shoulders, so, um, or sort of traps and that sort of stuff. So if you can work on the, the imbalances that you have and um, and just listen, listen yeah. to what the body's giving you. So that's a big, big advice from me. Yeah, cool. Um, advice you would give to people who are reluct- reluctant to get massage therapy or remedial therapy? Um, see if it's right for you. Yep. Um, give it a go and f- do your research, I guess. Find what works for you. They, like, 
you're not always going to find like any industry you're not going to find what a good therapist you know what i mean like mm. you might or you might have already been to one and you're like that's a shit you mm. know i'm not doing that again yeah so i'd just say do your research find what works for you and you know find someone who's actually gonna look at your issues yeah rather than a routine yeah so yeah advice to yourself starting off in remedial therapy <laughs> hey um Probably don't be as cocky as what I was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like that that mentality of, yeah, the be all and end all. This is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me would be, yeah, research. Yeah. Learn learn your place and learn, learn where to go with things. Yeah. Don't always just think massage is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, advice to yourself starting retune. Hmm. Um, don't sweat the small things. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I think that might be it. Uh, what's another one? No, I think that's that's massive, man. I or yeah, I think people make it out to be such a huge thing. So you know, you, you just gotta focus on what you're doing and, and go for it, balls yeah. and all. Yeah, uh, you don't wanna. You don't wanna. Um, yeah, sweat those small things that might might be a hiccup, you know. Mm. Oh yeah, my bank account's not working, or something along yeah, yeah. those sort of things. Like that's not stress, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just yeah, don't sweat those small things. Yeah. Finally, advice for everyday people dealing with aches and pains. Okay, um, mate, I'd really just say get in, get a remedial massage, treat yourself. If not work on anything you know foam rolling trigger ball even i'm not massive on them but you know massage guns anything to really start mm. start your process and understand because most people don't understand how good their body can feel yeah so like most people just keep working and working and working and they think this is normal mm. so to um actually have the awareness of changing their their body and and actually working on their mobility. So that's an advice. Yeah. Work on mobility. Yeah, cool, brother. <laughs> mate. Done. We are done. Oh, that's awesome. That is, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been a good time. No worries, bro. Um, so obviously bouncing off this chat, whether it's a PT session, a gym session, a, a decent meal, a, a uh, going to get a massage, going to get remedial therapy, if you can make positive investments in yourself, you will be fine. The more positive investments you can make into yourself, you will be fine. Get your shit checked. Don't ride out the aches and pains. And whatever you do, you just got to back yourself. All right, guys. See you in the next episode.